all kinds of trouble there. If that is your driving force is to, you, let me back up. You have to do what you have to do to pay your bills. That's one thing. But if you're just churning money and tra chasing after that dollar, it's a dead end road. Back in the early days in our business, that's all we did, we're chasing money, right and left. We'd go wherever there's money. There was really no rhyme or reason, just chase the money, follow the money trails, what we were doing. And it led to disaster. It took us a long time to pay back some of the stupid things that we got ourselves into. This verse, this next verse coming up in verse 10, it's probably one of the misquoted verses. It says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not money's the root of evil. It's the love of money. Because unfortunately, we need money, right? For goods and services, things like that. We have to have money to pay for stuff. But if it's the love of money that has it, is what he's talking about. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the, tr the true faith and pierce themselves with many sorrows. So if we're being content, one reason, one way to guard ourselves is to be content. Chances are we're not going to be chasing money, right? We're content with what we have. We go to work, we make what we make, and we're content with it. So guard yourself. Be content is one. Oop, let's go back to eight. Okay, in verse 16, he says, Then Jesus tells him a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He's so where do you think this fertile farm came from? It's God's, right? So we have to, if we're being content, then we have to know who owns it, right? Who owns everything? God does, right? But sometimes, like this guy, listen to what he says. He said to himself, well, what should I do? Remember, he's got the super fertile farm. What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down the barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have enough room to store all of my wheat and all the other goods. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Sounds like he's storing it up for himself, right? Which that's what he's doing. He's thinking about himself. He's thinking, he's not, where's God in the picture? It's never mentioned in here. Never says anything about, thank you, God, for the farm that you gave me the, and the ability to do what I'm doing. He's building all of this for himself. The barns are full. I'm going to build, I'm going to tear those down and build bigger ones. How about giving away some of the stuff that you have? Like God has asked us to do. We share, right? We share our resources with other people. That's what we do as, a, as a, a body of Christ. We take care of one another. Goods and service, we take care of. There's benefit for being in a church family, amen? We, we help each other, right? So he said, I'm going to tear them down. Then he said, well, then I'll have enough room to store my wheat and my goods. Then I'll just sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored up for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, 
drink and be merry. He's done. He thinks he's going to build these barns. He's going to pack them full, and he's just going to sit around the rest of his life and do nothing. You, see, you hear the first part? He's saying, I. Here's what I do. It's for me. It's all about me. It's all about I, what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You ever been like that? I know back in the early days, we used to always say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Not without God's help, you're not going to. So we're being content, and then we know who owns it, right? God owns everything. Look at Psalm 24, 1. Get that pen up. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all his people belong to him. It's for him. He's given it to us to enjoy, to make something out of it, to give to others. We're not called to be selfish, and I think right now is some of the most selfish times I think our country's ever been in. With some of these new laws and things, it's all about you, and, and, and just things are upside down, it seems like, and even this parable from God saying, don't get caught up in all that. Guard yourself, because it's easy to get caught up in the greed, especially when you're blessed with something. Sometimes a blessing can become a burden if you start chasing the blessing. You forget where it came from. And it's not always going to be that if you're chasing after it because God blessed you with it. Give glory to God. Amen? It's where he owns everything. That's where it came from. God has provided for us. We're just called to be good stewards with what he's blessed us with. And again, it's not always your money. However, his money can help because, you know, we support all kinds of things here, and it does take money to do it. But he's also talking about your time and your talent. You've heard the old saying that you can tell a person's heart by looking at his checkbook, where all the checks went. Walmart? <laughs> I had some friends. She was a Walmart classic. She, that was before Amazon. That was her Amazon at the time of Walmart. Just goods and goods and goods and goods and goods, and she was writing checks all the time to Walmart. It's like, is Walmart your God? <laughs> How much did you give to the church? None, because I'm too busy giving it to Walmart, right? That's kind of out of whack, right? Put God first and everything else after that. You guys still with me? All right, so we're trying to be content, and we know who owns everything we have, right? What we're blessed with. So this fool, verse 19, he says, I'll sit back and I'll say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away to just eat, drink, and be merry. But look what God said to him. You fool. You will die this very night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? You know, we can, we've got to be prepared. There's going to be a time when it's our turn to go, right? We have to be prepared for that because we can get caught up in chasing money and doing all this other stuff and forget about God. And next thing you know, when you think you're set to retire or whatever, then you die. I've seen people do that, too. They can't wait to retire, and they die like a week after they retire. In fact, it happened to one of my uncles. Found out he had cancer. He couldn't wait to move to the town that he came from. He got moved down there, found out he had stage 4 cancer, and he, he was gone about six months later. I 
had to question God on that one because he was a Christian too, and I was just like, that was early in my faith, and I just didn't even know what to think about that. I was like, how unfair is what I was thinking? But I know he knew God. So looking back, it was like, okay, he's fine. But for us that were left behind, I just kept thinking, that's, that's, that's almost mean in a way. You know, like, God, why would you do that? But I know God does weird things like that for other reasons that are unexplainable to us, right? But we know the good will come out of it, which it did. So sometimes those are really hard to go through and understand. We just have to trust God that he's in control of everything, right? Even right now, when you turn on the news or even you just hear the talk on the street about how messed up everything is, you wonder where God is. He's right here amongst us. He's paving the way for us. All we have to do is stay on the path and keep hanging on. No matter what, hang on. Hang on. We're going to run into our bumps and we're going to have our doubts. That's normal. That's normal to doubt God. In fact, he... He even asked him, he questioned me. He'll answer you. Pray to him, right? On this side, it doesn't make sense to us, but he's got a plan. All we have to do is try to follow it the best that we can. We know we're not perfect, and we know we can't do this thing without him, right? Because if we didn't have Christ in our life, then we'd go back to the old way. We'd be chasing the money. We'd be doing all the other stuff that we're not supposed to be doing. It's real easy to get off track. Anybody get off track? I get off track sometimes, and I'm trying to stay right on it. I'm still reading every day, and somehow I'm slowly drifting. And I, check this out. Doesn't it make you wonder why we drift? How come we don't drift to him? We always drift away from him. Ever notice that? It's like a magnetic pull to pull us away. There's a reason. Because the devil runs the show here. He has granted the devil this earth. So... We're at war with him every day on this earth. That's why we have to keep marching along to the true God that we know that is in control. Otherwise, we're going to slowly drift off. And you've heard the old saying, one degree over several miles, you'd be way off course. And sometimes it doesn't take much to get us off track. That's why we encourage people to read, talk to one another, share your stories with other people, and remember who's in charge. So this guy died before he could even see his big barns built up. He says, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but I have a rich relationship with God. Going all the way back to the beginning, he's saying the relationship with God, which we have to work on all the time, right? How many people prayed today? Right. You have to pray. You have to think. He's telling us, guys, get your priorities together. That's the third thing that we can do is get our priorities together. We're going to be content with what we have. We know who owns it. And we're going to get our priorities together. We're not going to live for ourselves. Amen? I'm going to see if I can recall this story. There was a miser one time, a real rich miser. And he got a call from, like, the Salvation Army or something. And they're saying, uh, Bill... Uh, we noticed you haven't given in, in forever, and we know you're loaded. Can you help us out? He's like, no. He goes, well, don't you know I have a wife that's sick? She can't do anything. It's like, well, our records don't show that we, we didn't know that. 
Well, did you know I have a brother that's handicapped and he can't do anything either? I'm sorry, didn't know that either. He goes, you know I have a kid that's in the hospital trying to stay alive. Did you guys know that? And he's like, and the, and the guy from the Salvation Army said, no, we didn't know that. I'm sorry, sir. And he goes, well, I don't give anything to them either, so what do you think I'm going to give to you? <laughs> Come on, man, that is bad, isn't it? <laughs> I've only known one miser in my life, and he really was a miser. He was a tightwad. It's one thing to be called a tightwad. We always joke about that. Hey, you don't you're tightwad. Spend some money, you know. That that's that's one thing. But to be a miser and never give anything, and you are blessed. We know when we live in our country, this country, America, is one of the richest countries in the world, right? Even. Even if we lived on minimum wage, we're still way ahead of the curve in the whole world. And it's kind of hard to believe because of what we see every day. We see the big houses and the big cars, and we want this, and the boats, and all this other stuff. There's nothing wrong with having those as long as they're not your idol. And as long as you don't plan on being at the lake every weekend. You know what I mean? If you got misplaced... Um, Investments like that. God's saying, invest in the kingdom. Build your kingdom. Be prepared. So how do we build our kingdom? By praying, by reading his word, by worshiping, by gathering together. We share our lives together, right? We build a kingdom. It says In Matthew 6.33, it says, seek the kingdom First, and all of its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Meaning, if you take God at his word, you're going to be just fine. He's going to give you what you need. He may not give you what you want, but he'll give you what you need. I call it just-in-time economics. Because a lot of times when it looks like the well's running dry, then we're blessed again. Because we keep trusting him. And then it fills back up starts to run out, it comes back again. It's always coming back. It's because we trust him that he's going to take care of us. We don't run off when things get bad, although it's tempting, right? Sometimes you're like, where are you, God? I'll take care of this myself. Okay, right. Well, look at the trouble you got in by yourself, right? So when we bring our problems to God, he already knows what we need. And sometimes... That's another age-old question. Well, why pray then if he already, know what he, well, he already knows what we need? So why even ask? Because he wants us to ask. The word says you have not because you ask not. So if you ask, you shall receive, right? But you'll only receive if it's, if it's his will. You're not going to win the lottery, so don't even pray for it. Okay? You've already won the lottery. If you're a Christian, you've won the lottery. Hooray! I'm telling you guys, this, this is a backloaded contract. We just have to do our time. Nothing compares, like the, like the, the scripture says here, uh, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. A relationship with God is well above all of our possessions. All of them. And he only gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. Not saying you won't get blessed from time to time, because you will. If you're doing the right thing and, and, and you're seeking God and things like that, he will bless you. 
Let's go to uh, 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 19. Let's just go there. So it says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. <laughs> Anybody in cryptocurrency? Anybody ever follow cryptocurrency? That's dangerous. It can make you a millionaire, but then again, it'll be gone like that. For one, it's not federally backed, so that's really risky. But if you're putting faith in your money, watch out. It says it's so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all what we need for our enjoyment. He gives us all that we need. <laughs> God's amazing. Like I said, I've seen it happen several times with, and you hear stories of answered prayers, things like that. People are, are needing money. They pray for money, and they get money different ways, donations, things like that. It's not wrong to ask God for help, right? That's what, he, that's what he's there for. He's wanting you to help. He's wanting your help. You know, he goes on, this, uh, as this chapter goes on, I won't get into it, but he keeps talking about teaching people about money and their possessions. As we go farther, farther down the thing, he's telling us not to worry about our life. The, the next verse is like, don't worry. Don't worry about what you have or you have not. He will take care of you. Back when I was first saved and in our business, um, probably told you this story before, but I'll share it again. I would worry all the time because I would do the books and I would see the money and we'd have the crew and I would know by Friday we had to have this amount of money and we have none and it's Tuesday. Couldn't sleep at night. What are we going to do? We have these guys who have families that are counting on us. How are we going to pay them? How are we going to pay them? Back to chasing the money. <laughs> That's what got us into trouble. Instead of getting rid of the help, we were dumb enough to keep them and just keep digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually we couldn't dig it anymore. It's like we're going the wrong way. Something has to change. But it was worry. It was, I was worried. It was just killing me because of worry. I'm worrying about everything. I, didn't have, I had no faith in God at the time. If, if I had anything, it was just barely saved, trying to work it out. But I'm still operating in the world economy. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking down the road going, we have to do this, this, and this to have the money. How are we going to do it? Somehow, amazingly, we got it done. But we had to steal from Peter to give to Paul just to keep shuffling. It was a shell game. Not proud of it, but we managed to pull it off somehow. Maybe, maybe he was in control of that mess too, but somehow we didn't lose our houses or anything like that. But we were scared a few times, if we're honest. But I trust God now, and I know that I don't have to do that. And I know he will provide because his word says he will. So I trust that he will. Even though when things look a little scary, I'm still trusting him. I'm not going to waver from that trust. It's taken a while. You know, this faith thing takes a while. It's not magic. Your troubles aren't going to go away. In fact, they might get a little bit worse just to see where you are if you really do trust him, if you're honest. You know, because it seems like it's completely upside down. It's like, okay, now I'm a Christian. I thought I would just wave a wand and magically I, everything would be great. 
at first I would say it is a little great because he shows you who he is and you get like an instant blessing. You're like, wow, this concert is cool. But then after a while, he kind of lets you stand by yourself to remind you who you are without him. And where do we go? We drift off the course. It's that constant pull to live in this world. We're bombarded with by advertising on radio, on TV. The billboards are telling you, need this, buy now, do this, free financing, all that stuff to help you get in deeper in debt. But we have to learn to be content, right? Just being content will shave off a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. You can start there just going, okay, this is what we have, and this is our budget. I'm content with it. I don't need to chase after this or chase after that. I'm going to deal with what I have. It's a firm foundation is to put your faith in Christ. Amen? So beware and guard yourself of greed. It's real easy to get greedy. And I know sometimes even on some of these jobs that we do, they pay very well. So it's you're like, okay, if they pay that, maybe they'll pay a little more. We have to watch ourselves because you can price yourself right out of it too if you get greedy. But we're knowing that God's providing, so we're just going with it, and he just keeps providing all the way back because we trust him. So I want to encourage you, if you got, if your faith is a little bit shaky, read the word. Get back into it. Do what you have to do to get back on that foundation. Get back on track because that's where it's at. The good living is living for Christ. That's it. And that's about all I have for tonight. Kind of a short message, but it just, like I said, we've had the pleasure to see people who live the other way, and it's very sad in a way. We still try to minister to them, but like I said, sometimes they're so rich they don't even want to hear it, which is kind of sad. So we, we're still our customers, and we still pray for them. We pray for everybody. Yes, sir. Okay. <coughs> so I just wanted to encourage you. If you're running in troubled times, don't give up. Just don't give up. We, we're, we're all facing something. We're all carrying something, whether it's health, health issues or our budgets are out of control or whatever it is. We know God is in control of it all. Amen? So that's all I have for this evening. I'm going to pray. And then we can uh, we can hang out if we like, right? It's good to see some people we haven't seen in a while. Um, a lot of people sick, things like that. But uh, I just want to thank Jesus for tonight, God. We just thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for the inheritance that we have coming, God. It's going to be awesome. I just pray for all the people who aren't here tonight, Lord. I pray for all the people that may be sick or dealing with things like that. And um, Lord, you have blessed us so much that... Uh, it's just great to be part of it, God, because we're trying to be the best stewards of the, what you've given us to be, Lord God. So we just thank you again, Jesus. Thank you for teaching us to be generous and to trust you, God, with what you've provided for us. So we just thank you again, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. And that's all. <laughs> it's your birthday.